Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 49 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Mondo, if you had to continue forward in life, mm-hmm. in the real world, as a video game character, who would you be? A video game? Like any video game? Any video game. While you think about it, I, I will tell you mine. I would be Luigi. Luigi? Luigi. Why Luigi? Because he's a little bit taller than Mario. You know, that would Mario is a little bit of a troll, but he's got plumbing skills, right? That's guaranteed income for the rest of his life, particularly in Denver. You know, there's uh, huge demand, not enough supply. So you're making big bunks. Uh, you've got a marketable skill, right? Like half these video game characters, their only skill is, is uh, killing demons and, and maiming people. Like that's not great for uh, long-term longevity. Luigi has a trade. So... I would I would just open uh, you know the uh, Luigi Plumbing Services and just make a killing. Mm, okay, my mine I'm I have to go with the cool factor. I'd have to either be the I think his name is Snake, the guy from Metal uh, Gear Solid, right? That's his name, right? Solid Snake. Solid yeah. Snake. I'd have to be either Solid Snake. So you're or, missing an eye. Continue. Or the guy uh, Kratos from uh, God of War. That's his name, right? Uh, yes, it was okay. Kratos. He's so yeah, it'd be big, one of those big two. burly man. Yeah, it'd be one of those two because I I want to go with the badass factor. When I had my beard fully grown out <laughs> during uh, oh you could during do- COVID, I was like I could cosplay as Kratos if I just took all the steroids. Uh, if I took all the steroids, because I did kind of look like him a little bit in the face, not nearly muscular enough. I don't know that you have to do steroids. You just have to walk around with like those chain things on your wrist, hand. Stuff, all the steroids. And then do like red stripe on your face thing. I would have to go to Tijuana, Mexico, walk into a pharmacy, and and how do you say steroids in Spanish? They probably know. I just say steroids. Mas steroids. Yep. That's <laughs> Por favor. Yep. I think they'd get it. Uh, so on that note, let's move on to our first segment. Our first segment of the week is Florida Man. Uh, millions stolen from health fund spent at adult website. Tampa, Florida AP says a former accounts manager for a nonprofit affiliated with the University of South Florida's medical school has pleaded guilty to embezzling almost $13 million, spending most of it on an adult website with some of it coming back to him. Wait, so, okay, so first of all, how do you, how do you embezzle $13 million in that particular role? And then how do you spend that much on an adult website? What is he doing? Like, yeah. Uh, accounts manager for a nonprofit affiliated with a, huh? So I, well, it's probably pretty easy to do embezzling part when you're dealing with the money, right? It's it's, you know, just like uh, accountants, they they hide money on paper and getting uh, a big donation coming in, sure. and kind of disguising where it's going. Okay, that makes but, sense. But but getting it to a place where he's going to spend that much money on porn, like dude, for if that if you have that kind of money, like fuck porn, go get a hooker. There is a cam girl somewhere in the world that has bought a house because of that. Right. <laughs> a very, very nice house. It's, it's, she, she, she bought like a uh, a five bedroom mansion in Austin. And they're like, "Wow, what do you do? Are you a, a CEO? Are you a lawyer?" She's like, "No, I'm, I'm a cam girl." Yeah. And and user uh, Piddly Dick sixty nine. <laughs> Piddly Dick bought this house for me. Uh, Tampa Bay Times reports that Ralph Puglisi, 59, is facing up to 20 years in prison under the deal, which was recently filed in Tampa's federal court. Puglisi had had worked for the University Medical Services Association, which provides staffing and support for USF Health and other medical providers in the Tampa Bay area. According to court documents, Puglisi spent almost $12 million. Holy shit. Sorry, I... Almost $12 million at an adult website that allows users to, to subscribe to channels belonging to specific women who disrobe and engage in sex acts on live video. 12 of the $13 million was on porn. Like, even $1 million on porn That's sounds amazing. like a lot of money, but $12 million is like, what the fuck are you getting for that $12 mil? Yeah, that is where, at that point, you don't even need to, <laughs> I don't think you even need to, to find an escort. You could you could just say, hey, would you like to become an escort? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. There's uh-huh. a bunch of gold diggers out there. You could be like, hey, this is all I want, money in exchange for sex. Will you do it? Yes, no? Okay, bye. I'm, I'm going to say at least 10% of the hot women in Florida 
if uh, you gave him the option of becoming a, a dedicated escort for for five million dollars, might think about it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not I'm not trying to make a generalization about all women or even all Florida women, but I think <laughs> for five million, they would think about it. An investigation showed that Puglisi subscribed to a channel belonging to his stepson's fiance. Oh, nice. And they split almost $750,000 in profits. Well, that's, you know what? He's keeping it in the family, right? He's generational wealth. That's a weird way to pass it down, but, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, Puglisi taking about 60% of that. The investigative team developed a working theory that Puglisi worked either with the principals of the adult content provider or with the female profiles of the adult content provider in order to financially benefit from funds charged. The Times says Puglisi also is accused of making $647,000 in payments to a limited liability company he owned with his wife, plus other expenditures including three hundred seventy-four dollars for personal travel, holy shit, $191,000 in rent for a family member, and $120,000 on household improvements. Holy shit. Uh, fraud was detected in November, leading to the firing of Puglisi as Boston University Medical Service Association's internal auditor. In the statement, USF said UMSA has implemented enhanced control structures, including upgrading financial reporting systems to better protect against criminal acts, blah, 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 blah. Puglisi attorney Anthony Rickman said in a statement that his client is cooperating and is taking steps to make restitution. Uh, $12 million. How do you, how do you re- restitute... $12 million of porn. He's, he's opening his own channel where he's going to cam girl. And then as he works it off, he's basically going to work it off. You know, as he's doing a, a, a cam boy, I guess, yeah. he's going to just give it back. Holy and boy. it's going to take him several thousand years to make that money, but he's, he thinks he can do it. That, it's just a, just a, the, 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 the amount spent on porn is like the, probably the craziest part for me. Like, Twelve million, like how much does it cost to subscribe to a like an OnlyFans? What is it, like ten bucks a month or twenty bucks a month or some I, shit I like that? Do not know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I know it's like a monthly thing, and it's usually not a whole ton of money. But I mean, ten bucks a month times a year is a hundred twenty bucks, unless it's like a thousand dollars a month. Even then, that's twelve thousand dollars a month or a year. Like it just, it's unfathomable how much money this guy was spending on fucking. I I, I am still and will always be in the black uh, when it comes for porn <laughs> expenditures. And just to be clear, <laughs> we're not talking about certain sections of Pornhub. Speaking of, of uh, Camboy. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure there is a section called in the black of uh, on oh, Pornhub. Oh no. I, I just meant I have a, a net positive financial gain from porn dealings, and I, I will always have for the rest of my life. Just because of that one site I, I ran when I was 16 to 18 years old. That one little old site. I I wonder why you gave up on that, but that's I don't know. Uh, because well, there's there's a couple of things, but the main one I was like, I got to college and I was like, you know what? I don't want to be like the guy that runs a porn site. Yeah, that's that's not what I'm trying to go for. And now I'm thinking, yeah, I should have just kept that a hundred percent on the down low and uh, had that as as a source of income at least all through college because. That would have been nice. You guys would have been like, wow, how is he paying? Well, I actually did have some of that money. I don't know if you remember, there there were some um, of the, the uh, like rush events and stuff that I just footed the bill for early on. There was one where we had it in like a penthouse suite, and I think it was the Whittier Hilton. Mm-hmm. And that all, all that money came from me, which but it actually came from, oh, what was the name of? The, uh, there was one company that paid to advertise on my porn site, mm-hmm. and I still had a bunch of money left over. And that, so that rush event and that penthouse, all courtesy of whatever the fuck that that porn site that was paying me was. Yeah, I don't remember that, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Well, that was the other. Th- I spent that money like it was on fire. I was just, yeah. Like, this is ill-gotten gains. I'm just gonna spend it on stupid shit. In, in hindsight, yeah, you know, if if I, I had a little bit more financial savvy than our, our Florida, Floridian friend. Might have invested it. My my favorite was when Zach sold these little piece of shit, uh, whatever it was, like a Ford something, and he got like seven hundred fifty bucks, and he he's like, "Holy shit, I struck it rich!" And then the first thing he did is he bought like a shit ton of forties of the grossest. It was Steel Reserve. Nice. I remember that. That was that was that was generous of him, but also like the worst hangover I've ever experienced. Moving on. Uh, we're going to go visit our friends on Reddit and ask Reddit. Uh, 
Aaron, we're going to start with the kind of the filthier the one because I think the answers on this one are going to be shorter. But what fetish were you most surprised to find out you had or developed out of nowhere? <laughs> sure. It wasn't out of nowhere and it was very short-lived. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was Asians. Ooh. And it literally, it was it was probably for like a week or two weeks. Really? And what, yeah, what? Well, this is what happened. I could not get in to see my regular massage therapist. Oh. And uh, I'm well aware there's like 800... Asian massage parlors across the country. There's way more than you you would think. Yeah, and they're a little bit like a, a box of chocolates, um, <laughs> meaning that they're usually found in strip malls. And uh, but you also you don't know what you're gonna get, right? Like I th- I think if you're trying to get a good massage, best case scenario is you go in and it's like a kind of grizzled old woman who's who's built like a little tank. Because they're not there to be cute or give happy endings. They're, they're there because they can do massages. And the, the only way anyone's going to ever come back to them is if they give a great massage. And so that's usually what I try to find because I'm trying to get an actual like uh, you know, therapeutic quality massage. But this this one time I went in and it was like a, a younger, probably like early 30s, like really, really Ooh. cute Asian woman. I'm like, oh, this is, this is actually kind of hot. And <laughs> she was not nearly as good at the massage as the grizzled old women are. Um, and after that, for like like two weeks, there was, there was a short-lived uh, Asian fetish. <laughs> and I did find a, a website that streamed, I guess, I guess Japan has a much broader porn industry than I realized. I, I found out that in Japan, they censor all the naughty parts. Yeah, yeah, which sucks. It's kind of dumb. Whatever. It was fun. I'm like, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm expanding my cultural horizons. I'm learning about a different culture. This is great. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a, I'm a better person for that and also a much worse person at the same time somehow. So that was my short-lived one. I, I think Asian Asians uh, like can be hot like the one, when there's sexy time involved in porn. But what I never really kind of got around mentally is like, it seems like they're they're always in pain. Like they never seem to enjoy themselves. They're always like like wincing and whining. Like it fucking hurts their vagina, and it probably does. They have dude only had one experience with an Asian girl, and it was toit down there. I I think that's an affectation. It could be. I think they're they're playing to their audience, and mm. Japanese men are like, "Ooh, that's hot." Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Um, my fetish. I was most okay. So I won't say what gal. But, um, and I don't even know how fucking it came about. I just, I was like, hey, let me try. Like, I didn't say it to her, but I just did it. I started kind of like putting my uh, hand around her throat. <laughs> so I was kind of like, like not choking, but definitely a nice firm grasp on her throat. And I was like, huh. And then she seemed to kind of like it too, which was like, oh, hold on. What do we got here? Uh, so yeah, I've only done that, I think with like two or three different girls. Cause some don't, you know, they don't <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, nothing. Won't do it again. But, uh, yeah, this one girl was, was kind of into it and it was kind of hot too. Um, uh, but that was my, my fetish. Some of the answers on Reddit. Did that truly come out of nowhere? You just did that and you're like, Oh, I didn't, I'm surprised. I, I don't, I think, sh- I think. Well, we can get a little graphic. I think she was in the bottom, and I kind of, like, used my hand to, like, prop myself up, and, like, I kind of, like, had one hand on the bed and one hand on her throat. It was not my full weight, but just a little bit, and it was like, oh. I, I, I meant more was, like, is that something you had thought about doing before, or oh, it just no. happened? Oh, no, no, no. It just it just happened, and then I was like, oh. And then the next time you were messing around, I think she was on top of me, and I did the same thing. I was like, oh, she likes it. Mama like, so I, you know, whenever we did, it was part of our, you know, thing to do that. It was kind of cool. You know, what was almost like a reverse fetish, um, or or a surprisingly uh, like a turnoff was for me, and it was, was lingerie. Uh-huh. Like as a kid, in pictures, I'm like, oh, that looks so hot and sexy, but. In real life, it's just like, oh, just please just take all the shit yeah. off. <laughs> I I do. You're right. I agree with you 100. percent But an occasional like you know she's wearing it for you on a special occasion it it kind of like it's like she's trying something for me you know which is kind of cool you know what i mean mm-hmm. if that makes sense y- you know what you know what it's it's great for it's like uh like wrapping on a, a present yeah in, for on christmas right you don't really care about the wrapping paper you just want to get it off so you can get to the present uh-huh 
but the the act of unwrapping it it's kind of fun you're like yeah. ooh this these little uh, candy cane and snowman wrapping paper ooh it peels off so nice I'm a little little excited to get to the the present within oh you know what my favorites are the the bras that snap off from the front I'm like oh yeah party <laughs> party time like I don't like the ones that <laughs> come off from the back or like, like the ones that are right up front when I I could I don't have to like maneuver weird hand things and, oh, oh there's been at least a, a few times where i'm like no nope, bra staying on yeah she doesn't take it off <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not fucking with it too complicated uh, some of the answers on reddit shiv five piece writes girl called me a good boy while i was finishing <laughs> <laughs> holy shit good boy I, I wonder if she said it like like it was really to a dog oh good boy oh, good boy you did it <laughs> there you go uh User Bean Shells writes, leather on rubbers, oh, I'm sorry, leather or rubber suits. I think Velma uh, and Scooby-Doo too did something to me. Uh, 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 I, yeah, there's some people that are into bondage and weird uh, outfits and shit. It's never been, I wouldn't say, Ew. I wouldn't, I don't have the, quite, the, the rubber <laughs> is the one that I was going eh, to. Either one, they're both not like hot, but you know, I don't know. I think like leather is kind of like Catwoman, like it can be kind of hot, but like not to like. Don't whip me. Don't meet beat me up. Don't don't chain me to shit. I don't want to do that. Um, user audacious introvert writes pain and praise. I was getting an industrial ear piercing, piercing, and when the piercer was pushing the needle through my cartilage, not only did it, did I like the pain of a twelve gram needle, but the piercer said, "You were such a good girl." Once they finished, uh, actually, that's, I, I will take people who are going to try anal for a thousand, Alex. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, there's another user, which bitch writes, being called a good girl. I'm more of a bratty sub, but those words instantly make me aim to please, for lack of the better words. Didn't find out I liked good girl until my ex said it, just playing around, and then it felt like jolt of electricity running through my body. I'm going to try that. I'm going to, next time I get sexy time with a girl, I'm going to say good girl and see. I, you know <laughs> what? I think everybody likes praise, even if it's uh, slightly demeaning. Yeah. So I think I think that's actually just a good Idea. I mean, you don't have to be like, oh, you're a good girl. You could just say, oh, this you, this feels so good. This feels great. Like, thank you. Well, maybe not the thank you. That sounds a little needy. Yeah, but yeah. just telling them they're doing a good job, like, that's <laughs> because there's not a lot of open communication during sexy time. Everybody gets, not everybody, but some people get a little little more tense, a little bit more clammed up. I won't read any more. Mondo. Clammed up. Got it. No, I heard it. I won't read any more of the Reddit ones, but as I was kind of like glancing through the other ones, there's a lot of them that are people are about like being slightly submissive is kind of the general gist. So apparently that's the common theme. Hmm. Um, okay. That was the first Reddit question. The next Reddit question is, what is your called me old fashioned, but dot, dot, dot. You want to go first? Yeah. My, my call me old fashioned is... If I'm talking to somebody, if I'm trying to communicate with somebody that I know, you know, a, a, a friend, a relative, some sort of closer personal relation, call me old-fashioned, Mondo. Go ahead, call me old-fashioned. You're old-fashioned, Aaron. I know, but I'd rather speak on a phone than text, right? Like, there's so much more you can get across. You hear the intonation in their voice. You know, if you say, how are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm okay. Oh, you, you know... Oh, maybe something's going on. You want to see if you can cheer him up, whatever. You, you just can't get that in text. Yeah. And unless, unless to some extent you use the emojis, but I feel <laughs> weird as fuck. And I've started doing it anyway, but like as a 39 year old man Sending doing smiley faces and sad faces and eggplant emojis. Well, you know what? I, I've been sending those to you, and no. you don't seem to respond positively, no. so I stopped. Yeah, yeah. Not I don't for get me. it. Not that, for me. Can, I, can I tell you, this is actually a great, um, this is a great Anthony Jesselnik joke. Okay. I've only seen my dad's penis once in my life, and I said to him, Dad, don't text me shit like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was, it was a good joke. Good job, Anthony. Uh... My call, uh, call me old fashioned, but would have to be, I still think that for the sake of a... Hey, Mondo, huh? you're old fashioned. How dare you? I am not, sir. But... <laughs> but um, I think for the sake of... 
I think for the sake of like raising a kind of a, a, a healthy family, um, it very rare. I think does it work out when not? I think women should cook. I'm gonna say it like that. I'm just gonna be blunt. I think women should nowadays. Women don't know how to cook. I think a woman should be, and I'm thinking. I'm talking to like a whole hunter gatherer sense of things, uh-huh. like a women provided, and and then the you know it, okay. it unified and tied the family together. Like mm-hmm. I think nowadays. Um, a woman should be able to cook, provide, have everyone, like, force everyone to be seated at the table. And that's usually the woman, or historically, that was the woman's role. So, like, make sure, like, hey, I'm going to feed you guys, but you off to sit here, put your fucking phones away, turn the TV off, we're going to have conversation, and it just kind of makes the family closer. Well, well I, think, I think that's, like, three different ideas. Like, one, somebody should be sort of the dedicated cook, kind of provider, preparer of the meals. Two... That the whole family should sit down. There should be, uh, you know, a, a family dinner conversation. That sort of bonding experience. And then three, that the person that is the cook should be the woman. That's that's three separate ideas. I would agree with you on two of those. I agree with me on three of those. So there. Well, obviously you said it. <laughs> I, I think you're right. That doesn't happen where everybody sits down and actually talks and communicates. And I mean. In my family, I remember trying to do that, and it would be like, "How was your day? Fine." And then, yeah, you know, they, my parents would turn on Law and Order, and I'd have to. I hate Law and Order to this day, partially because it's a shitty show where it's the exact same show over and over again, <laughs> but partly because I have, was forced to watch it during these family dinners and couldn't stand it. But why do you think it has to be the woman? It, I think, I think, uh, you know, God damn it, you opened up rap, a rabbit's. Uh, yeah, you're old fashioned. Um, can wait just just to be clear? Can can black people and white people use the same water fountain? No, fuck you. That was your thing, asshole. Come on, <laughs> piece of shit. Wait, well, is it my thing just because I'm white? Wow. No, 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 no. Wow, no. you're just getting more and more racist as anyway. we go. Okay. Anyway, dick. Um, <laughs> no, I I think you know times are changing, and now the whole roles of male female thing are all uh, ambiguous, and and I and it could work where. You know the guy's a stay-at-home dad, and the mom's a breadwinner, and all that. If if you know, if you're a lucky guy, <laughs> if you can find the right woman that's willing to, you know, be the money maker, you're at home. Like, yeah, it could work the other way around, but I just think historically it's been the woman, and 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 you know, the nurturer is usually the woman. Like, it's very, it's it's a lot more uncommon for the father figure to be like the nurturing, nurturing, loving one. The the kind of uh, homey one. and For sure. And we've talked about that a lot, right? Because a lot of guys just don't have that background. Like they weren't raised to have those skills. Yeah. And I don't, but I don't know if it's because guys can't, I think it's more because historically we haven't. So we never learned the skill set to do it. Yeah. But I've definitely seen um, like, you're right. Not a lot, but, but there's families where I've seen the father in that role and it seems to work great. Yeah. No, I know, but I, yeah, you're right. It can work. But I think more often than not, uh, it's it should it it is is the other way around, I think, I think uh, yeah the dynamics are changing they have been changing for a long 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 time and and uh, I mean it it, sh- it definitely shouldn't be one doing all of it I don't think I mean for unfortunately that does happen where it's a single parent or there there is a couple and then one parent is like absent just straight up absent for everything and they don't do shit for the relationship and that sucks but here's another one this is just me personally S- separate from the gender roles and this and that and the other uh again granted i do not have the skill set to be the, the main cook but just in terms of what i'd like to do i would much rather be the one preparing all the meals and everything and having somebody else do the dishes and clean up and because I, I i to me cooking is fun i suck at it i don't know yeah. how to make a lot of dishes but i enjoy it. i'm like oh look i made something the the work of like cleaning everything up and and scrubbing the food off and like fucking just let somebody else do oh, that. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. If there is a sugar mama out there that wants to take care of me, hell yeah, I'll fucking cook and clean and wash and do all that other shit and just, you know, sit around all day in my boxer shorts at the house and <laughs> while you work, I'll I'll do that. I'm cool with it. Um some of the answers on Reddit User shitty underscore maker says, just give me three fucking knobs to control my AC's car or my car's AC, please. I said that backwards. User locks are paranoid. Bill Maher refers to upgrades, which no one wants as reverse improvement. 
I understand what he's saying. Like, I, I'm trying to think of a, a specific example. There's some things where they try to make it fancier and fancier, but it, re- it really doesn't do anything. Like, it actually makes the, the thing more complicated to use. Oh, what would be a great example? Like, there, there's some... Uh, if there's, like, a, a speaker system or something where you just fucking wanted to play music and they're, like, putting all these gizmos and gadgets and you're like, oh, it can also be a television and this and that. I'm like, no, I just want the thing to play music. Got it. And you've made it more complicated to use. Well, I mean, for a lot of people, too, like... Like, okay, for my parents, for example... The phone, yeah? Uh, uh, smartphones are, like... I just want my mom for the longest time wanted just a flip phone because she just wanted to be able to call someone and press buttons and call. She didn't want the apps and all this mm-hmm. shit. And it wasn't until the longest time where we showed her the iPhone. And now she's kind of getting used to it. So she's uh, learning it and appreciating it more. But yeah, smartphones are sort of kind of ruining our whole society. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think we're mentally equipped as a species to handle smartphones. It's too much. Yeah. Long, kind of going back along the lines of your answer about, uh, you know, phones versus texting. Let's just. Uh, preface this by saying I hated phone conversations with people pre uh, smartphone and pre texting. Mm. Like I just never really was a fan of talking the phone. I much rather, much rather actually talk to someone in person over the phone. But um, when texting came along, like for sure, like people just need to put the fucking phones down. Like, and this is just a general rule. Like, just put the fucking phone down. Stop staring at the thing. I do it myself. I catch myself doing it all the time. But I, you know, just gotta get better at it. I don't know. User uh, macarons for everyone. I print out pictures and put them in picture frames. Oh, that's a good one. User Carol's girl. I prefer to take handwritten notes in meetings and at trainings. I used to get made fun of by coworkers who used their laptops. Mm. Dude, that was some comics joke. I can't remember who did said it, but he, he he was inventing dumb products, and he's like, "I've invented the placebo camera. It doesn't actually take pictures, but it makes you feel like you were there." Okay. <laughs> well, it's it. I do notice that there's so many people where they're at a concert or, or yeah. whatever, and they're just like taking pictures. And I'm like, just fucking put your phone down and just look with your eyes and be present in the moment yeah. and experience the thing. And then you can remember it in your brain. Yeah. Which is like a way cooler. And the great part is your brain can cut off all, all the shitty stuff and maybe even invent some things to make it seem cooler. So just remember it with your mind, and then you can recall that instead of looking at this great amazing thing in front of you through this little screen on your phone who's fucking idiots it was uh it was an actual joke from a kill tony um uh, uh comedian was like hey uh i missed fourth of july fireworks uh, does anyone have any cool pictures on their phone they'd like to show me like it really just it, it really just uh, heightens the experience of watching on the phone and like 4k resolution or whatever something along the lines of how the like joke went but it was like no one's ever asked that no one's ever gone to someone like hey do you have pictures of fireworks? I really want to see them. <laughs> uh, well, that was it for Reddit. Um, we are going to go back to one of our tried and true uh, segments called New on Netflix. So, Aaron, are you prepared for this new show on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Did you watch this show, Jesus Christ Pro Wrestler? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you have to when there's that big of a star involved, <laughs> right? Well, and you, Mondo, so you, you saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Can can you can you guess who the uh, the the star of that movie is? Because it's pro wrestling. When you, you when you have a big name actor and there's a pro wrestling related movie, it's got to be one person, right? No, I don't remember who was it. It was, of course, it's got to be The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. The Rock plays Jesus Christ. So and it, okay, so was here's, that who it was? I couldn't tell with all that makeup. Well, no, and, and it's not, it wasn't just the makeup, because this was a problem, right? This was the biggest problem was, <laughs> you know, it's a big budget picture, so it's got to be really widely accessible and appeal to a lot of people, and they weren't sure that white audiences in America were going to be okay with rock playing Jesus, because, you know, it's, he doesn't look like the blonde Jesus from the fucking shitty stained glass in their... their uh, what are those called? The mega churches. So they they did a lot of focus group testing where they would have different, like the Oklahoma audience would come in, they'd look at The Rock. And this is what they figured out. They were fine with The Rock playing Jesus as long as he had blonde hair. <laughs> so The Rock had, uh, yeah, in the movie. But The that, Rock doesn't have hair. What the fuck? So they gave him a wig? That's the craziest part. They were going to give him a wig and he didn't, he wanted to he wanted a method act, so he actually had one of those hair transplants. Oh shit! Except he doesn't have blonde hair, so he had to get a hair transplant 
from somebody else. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you know who the hair transplant was from? No, no idea. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with somebody who was... Oh, you know who it was from? It was from uh, both of the Olsen twins. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it was both... What, what is it? It's Ashley and... I don't know. What's the other one? Ashley and... Kate, Kate or Caitlin. Sure. And then the young... Who's the younger sisters? There's a third Olsen. That's the, the craziest part. And she's the best one. She's the hottest one. I, I don't know her name. Yeah, she she's Scarlet Witch. Yeah. To, to think, she was the accident. Right. So yeah, so, so so the Rock gets a hair transplant from both Olsen twins, and then he plays Jesus Christ pro wrestler. So like right there, I mean, I'm already invested emotionally. Like so much had to happen for this movie to come through, and I don't want to go through the whole plot. I mean, you guys could probably guess. Like it's the Rock. He's got blonde hair that's been transplanted from the Olsen twins. He's a pro wrestler. Do you need anything else? The the only other things I, I will say though, I love it when a, the a hero's sort of nature goes against what they're trying to accomplish in the movie, right? Like Frodo in The Lord of the Rings, it was great because he has to go into mortar and take this ring, but he's this little hobbit, like he's very timid, he's peaceful. And when you when the hero's personality actually works against their role, you've got this great conflict. So that was, that was one of the things that really appealed to me because Jesus Christ is a pacifist. Okay. So he really has trouble being a pro wrestler. He doesn't want to hit people. Ah. So so I just want to talk about real briefly like two of his special moves. Oh, cool. That really really I thought were great. So the one is he he calls it turn the other cheek. <laughs> um and basically it's like when people are trying to punch him, he doesn't want to punch them back because he's a pacifist. So he just turns his cheek and that makes them punch him in the forehead. So one of his his main weapons is getting his opponents to break their hand on his giant Ooh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson forehead. That was really cool. I laughed a lot because and they the announcers start calling it turning the other cheek. Um, and the other at first the crowds really are not on his side because he's he's not super violent. He's very he's humble. He's he's telling you know, he gets on the mic and they're you know his opponents are like I'm gonna fucking destroy you. I'm gonna pound your head through the canvas and you're gonna and then he's just like. I want everyone to love everybody. <laughs> and the crowds are like, boo, boo. But his biggest special move uh, is called free refills. Because if you, you know, historically Jesus was able to feed the masses. Like one of his special powers is he could he could produce uh, more fish and loaves of bread. And he's able to use his powers to just refill their, their, their beer for free. Oh. So like that was one of the big turning points when, when the crowd is booing him. And he just like holds up his hands and all their beer refills. And everyone's like, holy fucking, this is the most amazing special effect wow. at this regional wrestling show. So that that was a huge turning point. And I thought, you know, it, was, it, it would really fit with the uh, the Bible stories of Jesus. So, you know what? Like uh, a blonde rock who can refill beer. I'm fucking in all in <laughs> on this movie. I thought it was great. I suggest you guys all see it too. Uh, but, but. Separate from that, was there another real, actual uh, Netflix or streaming show that you'd like to talk about, Mondo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd seen this a while back, and I mentioned it to you, and then I think you said you finally got around to watching the first season, but the show is called His Dark Materials. Ooh, uh, is that the, the cam website that that gentleman spent $12 million on? <laughs> it could be. It sounds like it. His Dark Materials. It's, it's very close. But no, this one was based off of a book series if i'm yes, not mistaken. by philip pullman philip pullman i didn't know that they were part of a book but apparently they are um they made a shit movie of of it called the golden compass like in the 90s or 2000s that was uh, fx were kind of cool but you know the story itself was like wanting for sure but the show is a little more uh uh you say the, there's there's some and, semblance of a plot yeah. in the show um yeah, and, and and I remember watching the movie, and at that age, I was primed for that. I'm like, yeah, fantasy stuff, and then looking at watching the movie, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, none of who who are these people? What are they talking about? Um, I still sometimes had a feeling like that in the show, but less so. Like, you had there was a, a narrative flow; you you could kind of track what was going on a little bit clearer. So, without getting too much into the plot, we're gonna kind of talk about the general premise of it. We can do that without giving too many details. But there's a little girl named. Uh, first of all, this is like an alternate dimension of what would be kind uh, of an alternate world. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the main character's name is Lyra Balakwa. That is correct. And uh, so this little girl has this ability to use this kind of um, 
Is it really a compass, or is wasn't there? Didn't it actually have a name? Yes, they in the show they call it an alethiometer. There you go, alethiometer. But essentially, it's like a weird compass that she can she can read the symbols on it and tell like like if she's trying to find something or she's trying to go to a certain destination. Like she can read these symbols and like she can decipher what the symbols are trying to tell her to do. So they give her some kind of direction. Um, I, you know, do you know what the Latin root alethium is? I, I don't because I was thinking about that. Uh, because a thermometer measures temperature, mm-hmm. therma, you know, mm-hmm. thermal, that's that's temperature. But like, what the fuck does an alethi- what's the meter measuring an alethiometer? I don't know. It might be a made, a made up thing. Well, and that is one thing that do- that kind of annoy me in uh, his dark materials. I'm gonna look into that while 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 you're talking more. But I felt like uh, the writer really fell in love with these sort of long, uh, overly complex names of things. And that was one that they they loved repeating those names a lot. Like there is a character named Serafina Pecola, and everyone calls her by her full name seven hundred times when they're talking to her. They're <laughs> like, "Hello, Serafina Pecola, Serafina Pecola." What do you? And it's like, "Oh my, can, can we come up with a nickname? Like, can we call her Pecky? Yeah, you know, SP for short, maybe something. But it's you don't have to in 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 like three lines of dialogue they'll repeat her name seven times. Um, that's a little quibble. That's a little quibble. Sure. Uh, so in this alternate uh, reality, alternate alternate dimension, uh, it's kind of like around the age where you start entering puberty, but you get like stuck with they call him a, a daemon or a demon. Yeah, they pronounce it demon, and and everybody has one from the start. It's just sort of this like a uh, spirit extension of yourself, and it's an animal of in some animal sort. form, right? And then and then yeah, when you reach this kind of like this this coming of age period, like you're your spirit animal thing basically is is stuck to you. And if something happens to the spirit animal, um, like you get... Uh, no, if you die, the spirit animal dies and vice versa. It's like it, a really weird... It's it's an extension of yourself. It's almost like a limb, but it's this, this spirit animal that, that can move things around, that can fly, that can interact with the world. It's just like, you know, like a, a, a third arm. Yeah. And and I was and, gonna say third leg, but it would be it would be a fourth leg, really. Oh, cut it out. What? But yeah, that's the kind of general the general gist. She hey, she hey, Mon, there was there was one character whose uh, demon was a snake. That would really be like a fourth leg. Uh, um. <laughs> so anyway, very early on, um, Lyra gets into some trouble, and she's like fleeing from a bunch of people trying to get you know hunt like kind of hunt her down. There's like a school of like a like a mage type of school. I forget the name of all this shit because it's been so long since I watched the, the season. The Magisterium. The Magisterium. Yeah, I I still don't understand why. So they're not even really mages. They're they're like a a, a religious cult yes. more than anything. They're, yeah, they're like a government slash religious cult. Weird. Yeah. Thing. Again, I was very confused by the name. The Magisterium. It makes it sound like they're magical. Yeah. I'm like, no, they're just religious fanatics. Okay. Yeah. Carry on, Magisterium. So they're trying to like they're trying to like hunt her down because she has this ability to. Uh, well, I don't want to give up any more of the plot, right? Because if I tell any, if I say any more, it kind of gives away why they're chasing her. And I think the best way to to summarize it is you 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 have the story taking place in an alternate world that is actually still kind of connected to the real world. Yeah. Uh, not the real world, you know, our, our world. Right. And it's about sort of the interplay between the two, which I was, I was really interested to see because I'd never, um, I'd never seen a story like that. Right. It's usually stories that are set in completely fantasy worlds or occasionally like, uh, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia, there's people from our world that, that then venture into, Another world, yeah. but you never had the interplay back and forth yeah, yeah, quite yeah. the same way. At least that I'd seen. I'm sure there's there's probably a ton of tons of stories like that. Um, so I was I was interested to see that because I I had thought of writing a story similar in a lot of ways to Golden Compass, just told from the other side where everything's happening in our world and you're getting people crossing over and you don't really know what's going on. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I'd never I had not seen or read a story like that. A lot of cool the the acting. Uh, I appreciate the act, acting is uh, really done pretty well. The girl Lyra Balakwa is played by I don't remember the actress's name, but if you saw the uh, the movie Logan, Logan. Uh, it's the little girl that plays like the little Wolverine 
version of her, like mm-hmm. the little girl version of Wolverine. Um, that's that's her. And actually, I did know this little kind of fun fact. The the actress that plays Lyra Balakwa, her father is actually the um, initially like the one of the heads of the Magisterium. Like in her real life father is this other actor that plays this other character on uh, his Dark Materials. I don't know the names of the fucking guys. Uh, so so one thing I did try to look up the alethiometer and yeah, there's no Latin prefix or anything. You just you're right. That was completely made up. Made it up for which which disappoints me because fucking J.R. Tolkien came up with full languages like like elvish is a reproducible speakable language and they couldn't you know even even jk rowling uh author of harry potter fame at least based her her strange names on something phil pullman came up with cool names just made shit up um while we're talking about actors i do want to say james mcavoy oh yeah he's great isn't it he's very good lynn manuel miranda that casting felt a little bit weird, but he's a good enough actor where yeah. I, I thought he did a good job with, with the character they gave him. But I thought, to me, the 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 actress that steals the show, her name is Ruth Wilson, and the, she's playing Marissa Coulter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that she's one of the primary antagonists, but it's a very nuanced character, right? Like, there's times, at least for me, where like you really sympathize with her, and you see she's actually trying to be nice. She, you know, she'll she's. Uh, it's it's a very patriarchal world yeah. that she's in. So she's she's risen to some uh, esteem and rank in the magisterium, but it's very apparently very very hard for a woman to get get anywhere. And there's like that dynamic going on. And then she's all, she can also be very cruel and ruthless. She can be kind of very kind and loving. And she will switch between these mid scene um, seamlessly. So I thought. Uh, out of all the actors, she had the hardest role to play and did the best job. Ruth Wilson is the actress that's in uh, the Lone Ranger, the re- the kind of modern remake movie. I never saw it. Yeah, she she plays like the uh, the uh, she plays like the low Lone Ranger's like love interest in it, and she's kind of hot in that one. I don't think she's that hot in this because she's kind of a bitch sometimes. So like, it just makes me lose the boner for her. This was this was a. Uh, a, a tie-in. This is another comedian's joke. I'm just this is this segment, <laughs> this uh, episode. I'm just throwing out comedians' jokes, but this ties into the fetish question. Uh, this was a Bo Burnham joke. He he said, "Yeah, uh, my ex-girlfriend had this really weird fetish. Uh, she liked to dress up as herself and act like a bitch all the time." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she she does act like a, not not my ex-girlfriend. Uh, the the character Mrs. Coulter does act like a raging bitch, but you kind of understand it as it goes Sometimes. on. Sometimes sympathize with her a little bit. I never, you know, who I never sympathize for her is her her little demon monkey. Like he's always a little fucker, or she's always a little fucker. The little red monkey she has as her demon. Fuck he's that guy. Piece of shit. Yeah, and it's they made it like the most unattractive monkey ever because some monkeys are cute, but it sort of has this like sunken nose where you can see right into the nostrils. You're like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> looks like a little skeleton monkey. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good show. I've seen the first two seasons. I will watch the third, third season. The only c- thing I can say about it is I I think like there's del- there's several points in the series that it, the plot does kind of drag a little bit. Like you kind of want the action to be developed yeah. a little quicker. But um, but no, but it's a good. I like the show. I I started watching the second season and I've been enjoying that more the first season exactly like you said there were stretches where i just didn't watch one for you know days at a time because i'm like eh, i'm not it wasn't like binge watching for me because it did drag a little bit mondo here's your question huh what what would my demon be your demon yeah and then i'll try to figure out yours huh so so just while you're thinking i'll, I'll sort of explain the dynamic you know the the demons there are an extension of the person um but they're supposed to almost be like the person's, like, uh, you know, it's a reflection of who that person is inside a little bit. You know, it, it, the uh, Lynn manuel Miranda character who who is an aeronaut, he flies this balloon around. His demon's a rabbit because he's kind of jumpy. He's, he's moving from place to place. Um, but it's it's like, a, it's not even a rabbit. It's a hare. So it's a, a little bit wiser. Um, that Miss Coulter, she's very... She's very intelligent and curious and probing, and so she's got this this monkey who is also a little bit violent, though, because monkeys, if you remember, they'll wrap your face off if they don't like you. So it's supposed to be a little bit of a reflection who the person is. Okay, I got yours. 
It's going to be an orangutan, but a female orangutan. Oh, yeah. Well, that is usually the case. I think males tend to have female demons and uh-huh. vice versa. Right. A female orangutan? Why? Because they're they're generally, you know, peaceful and serene and curious and intelligent. But, oh, but if you piss them off, but huh? But if you piss them off, you're like, oh, fuck, hide, you know? That's like, actually. I was a, thinking of gorilla, but gorillas are almost always pissed off. So it had to be a little more like, like watch out, they can blow up any minute kind of thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would mine be? I was gonna give you like a. See, I was thinking like, so like, what's an animal that's kind of, kind of like, like hardworking, uh, a donkey. <laughs> and you know what? At first, at first, I thought a warthog, and then yes, right, right, before that, I was like. Mondo's, Mondo's Damon is a, a, a donkey, which is weird because usually they're smaller animals. But yeah, you're just rolling in with the donkey, Mondo. Nice. <laughs> you fucking stereotype <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, you said it, not me, even though I thought it. Yeah, okay, well, there. I guess I'm a donkey, but I like it. I'm cool with it. I don't know. what, what, what Dude, would, we have giant demons. Usually they're small. What would you want? What would you, Okay, what would you want your demon to be if you get to choose one? Well, so there's, there's two parts of that. One... Right, you want something that re- like reflects something good, right? Because um, it it is kind of fuck it up where some of the people have like demons that are like tarantulas or like mosquitoes and things like that. Snakes I'm like, ah, that's gross. Yeah. But the second part is that you, it's also like practical, right? Like some of the um, the demons are really helpful. People who have birds, like their demons are flying up in the air and telling them what's in front of them. Or um, you know, as annoying as that monkey is, it's got prehensile thumbs. It can open doors and and uh, do surveillance and things like that. So, I I'm trying to think. I'd I want I'd want, I'd want a demon that someone would look at and wouldn't immediately assume I'm a terrible person, uh, but also something that's practical. You know, maybe maybe really like a like a monkey that just wasn't as horrific looking as Mrs. Coulter's. Huh. Like that would be handy. Like monkeys are good, or or definitely uh, just a chimp, maybe like a chimpanzee. Like they can be like nice looking, like playful looking, and like you know not. Yeah, really, not they can really... fuck shit up too. They'll tear yeah. your face off. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to any Joe Rogan podcast, he'll, yeah. <laughs> he'll tell you eight hundred times how right. a, a chimp could wreck a human being. Um, I, I'd want to be just because I again going back to like like the cool factor. I'd want to be a lion. <laughs> I'd want my thing to be a lion. I don't know why, but it just it's cool. It's the king of the jungle. But don't fuck with me. That's a little bit impractical because, like, they do take up physical space, I right? I get to pick my animal, my demon, suck it. Ooh, I said lion, final There's, there's a monkey called, there, wait, hold on. There's a monkey called a kinkajou. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, wait. Uh oh. I gotta, I gotta see what this thing looks like. Oh no. Kinkajou. Oh my God, it's adorable. That's what I want. Oh shit. It's like, it looks a little bit, it's, it's a monkey, but it looks sort of like a cross between like a monkey and a ferret. Look at this thing, Mondo. And that would be, well, yeah, I mean. Because it's definitely cute. How about this? Can they be lethal? Can they kind of uh, get, you know, can they snap and just go ape shit if you're not? I don't know. Because if they can do that, then yeah, then you're a kinkajou. I mean, <laughs> I, when's the last time you've seen me snap and go, go ape shit, though? No, but you can, you can kind of sometimes uh, turn little things into bigger things than they have to be. Which oh, is, for sure. Which is okay, but I mean, sometimes you kind of just... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about! Right. No, okay, okay, okay. Kinkajous use their tail to balance while eating food. Oh, so they got prehensile tails and thumbs. They can weigh up to seven pounds. They may live alone or in small groups, right? That fits me. Okay. Uh, the, gest- <laughs> the gestation period is about four months. Holy fuck. Um, and typically only... Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty short. They're arboreal. Okay. They help pollinate flowers. They drink nectar. The, wow. That that already sounds way too... They're, wait, hold on. Their tongues are five inches long. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Um, that's all we have for this episode. Do, do you want any, any wrap-ups, any any updates? Uh, sure. What's Yeah, what's up? Uh, I do have a surgical date scheduled on September 9th. September 9th, which to, is on a Thursday. To, to get some elbow surgery. Okay. That's on the books now. For the elbow. For the elbow. Interesting. That Probably you not going to do a lot, but my left hand is working less and less as the months go on. So hmm. figure if that's going to fix that, even if it doesn't fix all the other health stuff, 
the doctor who was advocating that surgery said, it's a pretty short recovery. It's an easy surgery. Just start there and, and progress. And I was like, okay, I'm on board. Just fucking at this point, just do something, asshole doctors. Do something. That being said, I'm looking at the calendar for September. If you're going to do a surgery September 9th, I will probably, and we should probably talk this off, off the air, I will probably be flying to California on Friday the 3rd and coming back the 7th or 8th because that's Labor Day weekend. And the reason I'm going out there is because Hal's turning 50. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, Hal. So that means we won't have an episode probably that the 5th of September, which is Memorial or Labor Day weekend. So sorry, guys. We suck. Shoot. Um, I'm going to a wedding at the end of this month. It seems like we need to figure out sometime... (laughs) That's not a Sunday just just to record an episode or maybe even like next week record two. Maybe. Yeah. We can talk about two short ones. Um, updates for me. Not really an update. But yesterday I went to a a barbecue uh, festival competition thing in uh, I think it's called the city's called Milliken. It's like up north like an hour from here. Uh, one of my customers apparently is on a competing barbecue team. And like over the course of just chatting with him, he was like, yeah, I'm on a competition team. You should go check us out. We're doing the show. So I went out there just thinking like, you know, like a typical festival, like have a couple beers and maybe eat some food. No, it ended up being a lot more kind of involved and cooler than that because he, after the competition thing was over, he's like, hey, you know, we we bought our trailer out here. You want to come hang out with the team? I was like, fuck yeah. And so during just hanging out and shooting the shit and drinking beers with these guys, they gave me like a giant fucking uh, aluminum thing full of, like it's enough for like, meals for probably two days it's it's an insane amount of food but i appreciated that that was kind of cool uh, i like barbecue I like smoking and and they did a good job with the brisket god damn the brisket and the uh what do you call those the burnt ends Mm-mm-mm. pretty damn but they gave me a whole mason jar of their sauce and i have to use it because it's got like no preservatives so i have to use it on, like in everything for the next couple days but anyway um that's it for me uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Do you have anything else to add aside from your surgery coming up on the ninth? Yeah, this episode was brought to you by <laughs> the animal, the kinkajou, and um, and donkeys and donkeys. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We will talk to you guys next week. Uh, bye bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.